1: omniverse
2: the call of cthulhu mystery program is for mature audiences only please listen at your own discretion if you find ostygian stories simply scintillating head to cthulhu to join our community of fans and unlock further secrets at patreon.com slash omniverse media
1: Welcome to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. I'm Cat Blackard, the showrunner of this series, and it is such a pleasure to once again be haunting your radio waves as we delve into the horrifying world of H.P. Lovecraft and meld the improvised narrative of tabletop roleplaying with cinematic audio drama. This is our Meet the Cast episode of our series, Night at Howling House. A little get-together we like to do as we gather round to collaborate in the creation of these terrifying tales, you know before we find ourselves elbow deep in gore and gibbering in an arcane language. We like to have a nice little chat to check in with our cast and provide a little context for who we are, what we're doing, and how this unusual show of ours works. Joining me, as always, is our Master of Games here at the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, our Keeper of Arcane Lore and Facilitator of Fearsome Follies, Luke Stram. Hello there, it's me, Luke. Luke and I are joined around the table by an incredible cast, Some who you haven't met before, and some of whom you may be familiar with in some shape or form. For instance, I'd like to introduce to you one of the most important people in making the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, someone who has communed with our listenership very intimately, though they may not have known it, our sound designer, Colin Peterson. Hey,
2: how's it going?
1: You may also know Colin as the voice of Bartholomew Alfgar Gleeman on Dungeons & Doritos, the role-playing fantasy series that started our journey into RPG audio drama podcasts back in, ooh, 2009. Colin's since taken this decade-plus of immersive tabletop role-playing experience and used it as the foundation for his acclaimed RPG classes at the Nashville Children's Theater, where young thespians create their characters and bring them to life under... Collins' wise game masterly tutelage. We here at Omniverse believe that tabletop role-playing is a dynamic tool for collaborative storytelling that can be simple, open to everyone, and yield powerful immersion and performances, which is why I am always thrilled to offer new blood to the RPG gods here on this program. We have some Call of Cthulhu neophytes in our midst.
0: Hey, my name is Amanda Bruno. I'm a local Orlando artist. I'm fairly new to tabletop role-playing games. I've done a little, and I'm excited
1: to play. And we have with us Chris LeBrain of the Musical Acts, Chris LeBrain's Campaign, and the Universal Funk Orchestra.
0: Hey, how's it going?
1: I don't play any RPG games. I'm an RPG virgin, so please be gentle if you can. Oh, my friend. Make no mistake. You are diving off the deep end into Stygian depths. This is a swirling vortex of pain and woe, but The Call of Cthulhu is merciful in its rule set. It's a fun and easy game to pick up. And last, but definitely not least, we are once again graced by the presence of Brandon Gerson, who famously, or infamously, played the most notorious character on our show to date, Father Grandfather, in our debut series. The Black Birth. Oh, hey. Hello there. Not playing father-grandfather. something no, completely I was, different. I was forbidden. I was told <laughs> I was not allowed to do that. It's for the best. And as for me, well, I'm not just the showrunner, but also a player. You may recognize me as Estelle Thorpe from The Terrible Secret of Lot X. And I'm excited to join everyone as a bunch of new characters in a very special scenario. So, Luke, the cast is assembled. What are we about to get ourselves into?
0: An adventure called The Dare, written by Kevin Ross. It recently got a re-release as a Kickstarter, and uh, I backed it and then uh, decided it would be interesting to run it through you, Jokers.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I mean, you described it as an opportunity to imbue the Call of Cthulhu with a kind of Stephen King vibe or Stranger Things or other kids in peril kind of situations, which is one of the things that made the game itself so unique when it came out. It was actually apparently among the first role-playing games in general, let alone Cthulhu, where that was designed as the focus.
0: Yeah, that's one of the nice things about Cthulhu is it's pretty well-suited to that kind of thing where you can have like a deep concept as a one-off thing and just run with it. I think it's going to be fun.
1: And that whole 1980s cinema influence is pretty darn authentic because The Dare was originally written as one of the rounds of the original Gen Con Call of Cthulhu's Masters Tournament back in the late 1980s or early 1990s. Not even Kevin Ross seems really sure. Now, we should make it clear this is the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's own adaptation of The Dare. We've made some significant changes, so even if you're familiar with this scenario, you'll notice some big differences. And, though The Dare leans into an 80s aesthetic, our story is still set in the 1920s like the rest of Mystery Program to date. In fact, this is actually the earliest story in our timeline. It takes place in August. 1920. Now Luke, you mentioned that The Dare got a re-release, so we should note that the version we're playing is that new edition, revised and updated for play with The Call of Cthulhu 7th edition. That's correct, yeah. So if you've listened to our Meet the Cast episode for The Terrible Secret of Lot X, there's nothing new to explain on that front. However, there is something special about The Dare.
0: Yeah, this one, since everybody's playing kids, it's a little more out of the ordinary, and you know they're not necessarily going to need to know archaeology or drive car or operate heavy machinery, so all of the skills are simplified. It's kind of a unique skill list for this game for these kids.
1: Yeah, I want to get a little flavor, a little taste of it, Colin.
0: We have uh, be a pal, be bossy, be sneaky, dodge, fix (laughs) stuff, notice stuff, (laughs) play with matches, gym
1: class is good. Gym gym class, class. spooky stuff, uh, science class, Taunt. The three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's right. (laughs) I like that all these are kind of practical, and then you have playing with matches. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on what kind of kid you are. Yeah. Let's go ahead and introduce the characters here, but of course you'll get to know them in the context of the story. Colin, who are you playing?
0: My character's name is Thomas Northwood, or Tommy Northwood, and his nickname is Woods because he is a Boy Scout. He also has a little sister who is very annoying. My character is Chelsea Northwood. She carries around like little toy horse named Charlie and a bag of candy. And her best talent is annoying
1: the shit out of her brother. Mm-hmm. She's got like a seventy-five in annoyance. And how about you, Chris? Who are you playing?
0: I am playing Joey D. I am age thirteen. The stuff I carry around is a pack of cigarettes, lighter, Whoa. and a switchblade. You're
1: a bad boy. <laughs> Damn.
0: Because I like to cut down my cigarettes, so I use the switchblade. <laughs> <laughs> I sterilize things with my lighter. Do you cut did you cut the filter off? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And then I just smoked the I
1: smoked the filter alone.
0: <laughs> because I want to feel real pain.
1: <laughs> it's the twenties. Cigarettes yeah. were very safe back well, then. Well, and there, I'm pretty sure there were no filters. Yeah, there probably weren't filters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hand-rolled he doesn't actually cigarettes. smoke right. them, he just sticks them in his mouth.
0: And the lighter is for other sorts of
1: mischief. And Brandon. This time I'm playing a little boy named Dirt uh that's not his real name but nobody knows his real name they just call him dirt he worked and has grown up on a chicken farm even though he's deathly afraid of chickens his dad is a piece of crap but unfortunately my character has pathological kindness so he kind of does whatever anyone wants him to do if it makes them happy and that's kind of his downfall so he's a quaint little boy
2: Point is a funny word to 11 and a
1: half year old little, little man. He's got, he may have an M80 and a bunch of matches. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and I play the bully, Roger Simmons. Who's, you know, a standard issue kid who gets slapped around by his older brother and it's a bad home life, right? But he's gotta get all these kids together and they're gonna have one crazy night before school starts. <laughs> Anyhow, that's the party, so next, this rowdy crew is going to roleplay a little of how these characters all get roped into this situation, and you, dear listener, will hear the results in glorious cinematic RPG audio drama form. But, to that point, there's another aspect of this recording that I should mention. I've devised a simple tool for our game today, called the Take-A-Moment card. And I made this because, with most Call of Cthulhu campaigns, The investigation takes precedence. Mystery solving is, of course, what moves the game forward. But sometimes that can mean that players don't take space for character moments, instances where they might have an aside with one another or themselves to reflect on what's happening to them or to connect in a meaningful way. One special aspect of how we do things on our show is that we combine our actual role-playing with scripted scenes that we record after the fact, To help expand the story and ensure that we've got, you know, things like episodic pacing and full character arcs and so forth. One of our most frequent questions about the show, actually, is how we make it. Because we put this series together in a way so that, if I've done my job right anyway, it's impossible to tell which is which. And it all feels like one big sweeping story. But, all that said, what I love about making this show is that it's so improvisational that it's collaborative storytelling. I can script all kinds of stuff, and it can sound fun and organic, but it's so much more interesting when it's the individual players dictating how those relationships evolve and not me meddling behind the scenes when I'm expanding the story. If you want more on, like, the nuts and bolts of how things get made, then you should check out our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Cthulhu Cthomentary, where Luke and Colin and I dissect everything and show you how our cephalopodian sausage is made. I'm rambling, but to the point of empowering our players here around the table today to take matters into their own hands and feel the agency to interrupt the mystery solving with some kind of aside or human moment or something, that is where the take a moment cards come in. They're a very simple thing, just a purple card that says, take a moment, but it's a visual indicator that allows players to be aware that they have the power to halt the progress of the game and have a character moment that can help expand or devise character bonds that are integral to what we're doing here in terms of creating a story that's both a kinetic tabletop role-playing session and also a compelling audio drama.
0: And I think you picked a great game to introduce it because this one's such a small setting. It's so much more intimate. It's all going to be taking place in pretty much one location. You know, you can have a couple of characters dawdle behind and have their own moment together and then just quickly catch up with the group.
1: I think it's well suited to that. Yeah, and of course, if this little experiment succeeds and is well implemented, then you, the listeners, won't know when this has happened. You're not going to hear somebody butt in interrupting the narrator to take a moment. If you think that this sounds like something you'd like to implement in your own tabletop games, you can just write take a moment on some colorful paper, but <laughs> because I take things too far, as evidenced by the way we make this show, I've put together a simple and pretty little card, and you can download it as a ready-to-print set at CthulhuMystery.com a moment and you can also head to CthulhuMystery.com to check out all our character sheets and stats for the series. But before you go anywhere, there's one last very important thing that I need to share with you. As of this episode's release, we're running a crowdfunding campaign for our next series, an earth-shaking, all-new Cthulhu scenario by Luke called The Case of the Penumbral Gate. It stars myself and Melody Pereira, returning as a cultist power couple Estelle Thorpe and Anjana Ramakrishnan, as well as new voices here on Mystery Program, Liam Malone of RPG From Scratch, and Sarah Ray Werner of Girl in Space. They play two down-on-their-luck Bureau of Investigation agents who get in over their heads. This campaign has already been recorded, but we need your help to bring this story to life and bring it to your own table. We're turning Luke's original Call of Cthulhu stories into illustrated and expanded role-playing materials so you and your friends can not only hear the maddening call, but answer it as well. There's plenty of other exciting perks, not the least of which is your very own collection of fish coins. Head to CthulhuMystery.com crowdfund. We're going to keep this crowdfunding campaign running as long as we can, so we can bring you the strange aeons of our next series sooner and with even more slithering, gibbering madness than before. So once again, that is CthulhuMystery.com slash crowdfunding. Go there and help us make ready for the next grim tiding. And then join us on our latest tale as these young souls succumb to the peril of night at Howling House.
2: Do you hear that? In the cruel blackness of night, an unknowable evil from beyond time cries out. What dark deeds unfold on the streets of Arkham? And which unwitting souls, innocent or impure, will succumb to the maddening call? The Call of Cthulhu. Thanks for listening to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Programme. This series is recorded and produced in Central Florida and Nashville, Tennessee, on lands stolen from their indigenous people, the Timucua and Seminole, and Yuchi, Chickasaw, Shawnee, and Cherokee, respectively. Acknowledgement of the first peoples of these lands and the lasting repercussions of colonization is just the beginning of the restorative work that is necessary. Through awareness, we can prompt allyship, action, and ultimately, decolonization. For links to aid indigenous efforts, And to learn more about the First Nations of the land where you live, visit CthulhuMystery.com slash LandBack. If you enjoy this podcast broadcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And be sure to subscribe to our series via your favorite podcast player to get all the latest episodes. Editing and mastering is by executive producers Colin Peterson and Kat Blackard. It's produced by John Sebastian Laval and Jessica Mudd is associate producer. Our score is composed and performed by Ryan McQuinn and Mike McQuinn of Neon Dolphin, home for all your custom music needs and more, NeonDolphinMusic.com. For full episode credits, transcripts, as well as character sheets and other supplemental material, visit CthulhuMystery.com. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of listeners like you and our incredible team of Patreon producers, both current and those kind souls who supported us in our off-season. Ben Hunk, Joe Tank-Risierdelli, Mjolnir MK86, Sean Hutchinson, Sean T. Red, Josh King, Patrick Webster, and David Van Pelt. And our executive Patreon producers, Big Bad Shadow Man, Jason O'Keefe, Marcus Larson, Aaron Ramsey, Jameson Malone, Becky Scott Fairley, and Abiz. Join the team at Patreon.com slash OmniverseMedia. All characters appearing are fictitious, and any resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This has been the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Good night.
1: Omniverse.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. foot after another that's all i can do that's all any of us can do
2: i was remote ops in the war neural implants let me control trucks drones whatever you got now i'm back and all these government issue prosthetics are falling apart what the hell are you doing in my barn
0: i'm just looking for a little power and then i'll be on my way
2: It'll be Arlen
0: Frey. He must have seen you on the drone feeds. Who is he? The meanest son of a bitch with a badge. Broken Road, a dystopian audio drama coming Monday, July 25th, 2022, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you like to listen. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Broken Road Pod. Learn more at www.recursor.tv
2: forward slash broken road.